Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Uh, This time around, we're going to take a look at Tom Brady's uh, career decision, whether he continues to play football be it uh, for the Buccaneers or somewhere else where he decides to finally retire. Well, I think one thing we know for sure is don't ask Tom Brady about any type of timetable he has for his decision or if he's made one because he's going to go off on you. <laughs> on Monday's episode of his Let's Go, Let's Go podcast, uh, Jim Gray asked him about a timetable <laughs> for his decision and Brady was kind of agitated about that, seemed a little annoyed. Uh, if I knew what I was going to effing do, I would have already effing done it, okay? I'm taking it one day at a time. So, I guess, uh, don't ask Tom Brady about his career plans anytime soon. One thing he's not going to do is rush into a rash decision like he did last year when he quickly retired after the Bucks lost to the uh, Rams um, in the divisional playoffs and retires, and then um, 40 days later comes out of retirement. <laughs> so he, he said um, after the uh, Bucks uh, lost a little over a week ago to the Cowboys in the wild card round, 31-14, to 14, that he was going to take things one day at a time. <laughs> 20, the 2022 season was probably the most challenging season that um, – Brady had in his NFL career, deciding to come out of retirement and play football blew up his family life. His uh, 13-year marriage to supermodel Giselle Bündchen came to an end. Their divorce was finalized at the end of October. Brady had his first losing season in the NFL. Um, the Buccaneers did win the NFC South because it was the week's division in football. They had an 8-9 record. And Father Time started catching up to Tom Brady finally at age 45. 2021, he had a good case to be MVP. 2022 was not anything close to 2021 when he threw for a career high 5,316 yards, led the league of 43 touchdown passes. Well, he did do in 2023, 2022, he did demonstrate in his 23rd NFL season that he's still capable of being a starting quarterback. Set single-season records for pass attempts of 733 and completions, 490, which broke the own, his own single-season records he set last year, and was third with 4,694 passing yards, and the Buccaneers had to rely on Brady's arm uh, more so than they really wanted to 
uh, because of the worst rushing attack in the NFL. Now, against the Cowboys, Brady looked every bit of his age. And if you're only as good as your last game, then Brady shouldn't be playing another one because he threw an eye-popping 66 pass attempts, which is the second most in NFL history in a postseason game and only completed 53% of them and was lucky that he only threw one interception. Now, let's uh, before we look at Brady's options, uh, the Buccaneers are kind of caught between a, hard and a rock and a hard place no matter what Brady decides to do because of how they uh, started managing the cap once they got Brady. That um, This was a team which wouldn't restructure a contract to save its life and was looking at the long-term future more than anything. Uh, all that went out the window once they got Brady because at his age, it was win-now mode, and every move they made was... <laughs> to maximize the window for Tom Brady. So they started restructuring every contract that they could practically, um, pushing cap obligations uh, into the future. And that bill is going to start coming due. After they won the championship in 2020, uh, in 2021, they tried to quote-unquote keep the band together to repeat as champions. So... Um, Brady signed a one-year extension, which was just under $28 million was the value of the one-year extension, where he freed up $19.3 million of uh, cap space. And they added three dummy voiding years onto the uh, contract, 2023 through 2025. So they took his fully guaranteed $20 million fifth day, the 2021 league year roster bonus, and $40 million um, signing bonus so they could prorate that over five years instead of two with the three voiding dummy years. So both these salary components are prorated on the cap at $4 million each for those five years. Then, when he decided to play 23rd year um, last year, they um, reworked his contract again. He was going to make just under $10.4 million in 2022 on a cap number of $20.27 million. So they raised his compensation to $15 million by basically buying out $4.5 million of incentives he had in his contract. So they left him with a minimum base salary of $1.12 million, and they took $13.88 million, turned it into a roster bonus, which was due one day after executing the contract, which allows you to prorate it over the life of the contract. You still had those two voiding dummy years running through 2020 uh Five, they added another dummy voiding year running through 2026. So now they could prorate this $13.88 million over five years. So Brady's cap number dropped to $11.896 million by making this move. And they're prorating this roster bonus at $2.776 million from 2022 through 2026. Now, Brady had a clause in his contract which survived where you couldn't trade him, no trade clause, and you can't stick a franchise tag or a transition tag on him um, if you wanted to. So uh, Brady's got an expiring contract, and he's going to be a free agent for only the second time in his career. So Brady, uh, I don't know, he obviously didn't have a timetable, but it's going to come up 
I would say probably for the next month to give uh, Tampa some time to plan accordingly. Those dummy voiding years, 2023 through 2026, void on the last day of the 2022 league year, which is March 15th. Now, let's look at the uh, prospect of Brady retiring. Now, Brady had been saying for a long time, and when he started saying it several years ago, people thought he was out of his mind that he was going to play until he's 45. So he's now 45, and if he were going to adhere to his original goal, he'd retire. Now, um, if he retires, the Bucks are going to have 35.104 million of dead money to contend with, and dead money is a salary cap charge of a player no longer on on a team's roster. There'd be 12 million dollars of proration from that 2021 roster bonus. That's three years worth of it, 2023 through 2025. 12 million dollars in signing bonus proration, 2023 through 2025. And you've got 11.104 million of proration from the 2022 roster bonus running for four years, 2023 through 2026. Now, Tampa can't really afford to take a $35.104 million cap hit for Tom Brady because of what I was talking about earlier. What they did to Brady, they're doing for everybody else and kicking the can down the road. So the way it works, if you have every contract void, including Brady's, then you're going to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at essentially an overage of 53. Four million. That's where they would be if the salary cap comes in at 225 million. And I'm using data supplied by the NFLPA to figure that out. So they've got a very challenging cap situation. So if Brady's going to retire, you're not going to want Tampa's not going to want to take a 35.104 million dollar cap hit in 2023 for for him. So there's a way that you can do this where you can lessen the cap obligations in 2023. Assuming he retires, you need some some of Brady's cooperation for this to work. Now, you could turn 2023 into a real contract year where it's at its league minimum of $1.165 million right now. Those dummy voiding years have salaries of $30 million. And you push the voiding date back for the other years to the last day of the 2023 league year as opposed to the 2022 league year, or you could turn them into um, real contract years. Now, when you do this, it's going to be along the lines of what the Saints did of Drew Brees when he retired. You're going to carry him on the salary cap until June 2nd By do, uh, if you do this. Now, Brady's cap number for 2023 is going to be 11.8. Nine for one million, and then June second or June third, whatever date you do it, the, his minimum base salary of one point one six five million comes off the books. So that way you're able to split the thirty five point one zero four million of dead money into two years, because once June second hits, then bonus proration from future years does not accelerate into the current year. It becomes a cap charge the following year. So you would have 10.776 million of dead money in 2023, 
then you'd have 24.328 million of dead money in 2024. And the 2024 dead money would consist of 8 million of the roster bonus proration from the 2024 and 2025 years. That's for the 2021 roster bonus. 8 million in signing bonus proration, proration relating to 2024 and 2025. Then you can have 8.328 million of 2022 roster bonus proration, which is attributed to the 2024 through 2026 contract years. So if Tom Brady is going to retire, this is what I expect to happen where they try to they manipulate the cap to get better treatment by delaying the retirement until um, June 2nd. Now, there are reports that uh, some of Brady's teammates don't believe he's going to return. Um, he did something which was unusual. I mean, return, if he's going to play football, won't be in Tampa. Could still play football, but maybe it won't be in Tampa. And some of his teammates uh, feel that if he's leaning to playing, it'll be someplace else. He did the unusual step at the end of his uh, brief press conference when they lost the Cowboys of thanking the media. If he's done in Tampa, then there is nothing they can do about the uh, 35.4, uh, 35.104 million. That's going to be a cap charge in 2023, if he's going to play a 24th season elsewhere. And all those future years, because those those years void on March 15th. So that means all that proration from the future years, um, 2024 through 2026, hits the cap in 2015. I mean, in, 2000, in 2023. They hit the, hits the cap on March 15th, I should say. So... You're stuck with a $35.104 million cap hit if Brady's going to keep playing, but not in Tampa. Now, where would Brady play if it's someplace else? Now, to me, there are two obvious spots. Brady's going to keep playing football. It's probably going to, I think, the Raiders, and he's been linked to the Raiders, the obvious one for this reason. He already knows the offense. There was a... Manning cast type UFC show over the summer with Dana Wright and Rob Gronkowski. And Dana Wright revealed something which I don't think anybody really knew, at least I didn't beforehand, that when Brady was a free agent in 2020, that it was supposedly a done deal for him to come to the Raiders. John Gruden, head coach at the time, didn't want him and wanted Derek Carr instead. Now we now know that Derek Carr will not be uh, with the Raiders in 2023. He's going to be released or traded, and that's going to free up, uh, I believe, $29.25 million of cap space, him not being around. Now, Josh McDaniel, head coach of the Raiders, was uh, Brady's either offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach for 13 of his 20 seasons with the Patriots. Now, Brady needs more help than he ever did to be successful. And Brady's brand is all about winning championships, not just playing football for the sake of playing football. And assuming they re-sign Josh Jacobs, who I think at worst case gets a franchise tag, which will be about $10.1 million, depending upon where the salary cap comes in for 2023. 
he'll be back. You got the leading league's leading rusher. You got Devontae Adams, number one receiver. Uh, Darren Waller, highest paid tight end in the league. When he's healthy, he's a nightmare for teams to cover. Hasn't been healthy for a good portion of the past two years. You got Hunter Renfro as a number two receiver. Offensive line's kind of suspect. You just have Colton Miller, this is one anchor of the line. The uh, defense needs some work, particularly in the secondary. Uh, you have one stud defensive uh, lineman, pass rusher, and Max Crosby. Chandler Jones was a disappointment for what they're paying him. Signed him for to a $17 million per year deal. Didn't live, live up to expectations. Um, linebacker core. Uh, no real what you call impact players at the linebacker position. And the Tennessee Titans would be the other team. And I say the Titans... Um, because his old buddy and teammate that he used to throw touchdown passes to when, Bra- when Mike Vrabel on the goal line would come in from his edge rusher position and moonlight his tight end is head coach. So Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is the, in the last year of his contract. If you were to cut Ryan Tannehill, the Titans are going to save $17.8 million on the cap. They got Derrick Henry. And in a run-centric offense, offensive line's kind of suspect. Taylor Wan hasn't been healthy, could be a cap casualty. Um, ben Jones was hurt. He tends to think he may or may not be back next year. The uh, future in question. Uh, you drafted Traylon Burks in the first round as a wide receiver because he didn't want to pay A.J. Brown. But offense isn't set up the same way as the Raiders are. On defense, you're supposed to have two edge rushers. Harold Landry missed a year ACL tear. But Dupree on the other side hasn't quite lived up to that contract. You do have Kevin Byard in the secondary. Um, but your corners are a little bit shaky. One thing about Tennessee is that it's a lot closer to where his family is. So if he was trying to see his kids... On a more consistent basis, it's easier to do so from Nashville, Tennessee, than it is from Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, to me, those are two spots if Brady is going to keep playing football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's uh, one other scenario where Tom Brady would play for another team that's uh, worth uh, taking a look at, and that is him hooking up with Sean Payton. Um, Last year there was the uh, scenario where he was going to uh, end up with the Dolphins, maybe sit out a year, come back and play. But uh, Payton would have gone there. And that's why the tampering aspect is why the uh, Dolphins had to forfeit a first-round pick. Depends on where Sean Payton ends up. If he decides to coach this year, he could sit it out because um, he is under contract to the Saints and they still have his rights and there's going to be draft choice compensation associated with Sean Payton coaching someplace. But um, the Panthers are someplace where he's interviewed and 
Panthers have a lot of young talent. Uh, Brian Burns, J.C. Horn on defense, surprisingly made a run for the division title. And in that division, you get an upgraded quarterback. Sean Payton and Tom Brady, Carolina Panthers, could be one other spot I would think would be a serious potential destination, provided Sean Payton is head coach, because he was supposedly going to be the guy they're going to turn to if Drew Brees had decided to retire in 2020 instead of playing football. Now, let's move on to the final and what appears to be the most unlikely scenario, which is Tom Brady returning to the Bucks, And the Bucks want him back. And if Tom Brady is going to play football for the Bucks um, in 2023, then they're going to reach an agreement no later than a day before the current league year ends on March 15th. And that's to avoid the all that proration of $35.104 million hit in the cap from those dummy years. So they would do what the Saints and Drew Brees did when he had voiding dummy years the last two times he exited contracts. The, they would convert real years into contract years and because it's the Saints and they push cap obligations in the future like no other, uh, there were more avoiding dummy years tacked on so they could um, lessen the cap hit in the current year. So you would turn at least 2023 into a real contract year. Now, um, you already got the avoiding 23 through 2026 contract years, which I said had a $30 million salary. So We'll just use that $30 million salary as a baseline for what Brady's going to make, and that could be a baseline for what he makes uh, someplace else um, as well. But it wouldn't be the way this is going to work. And that seems to be in line with what he's made since he's been with the Bucks. In his three years with the Bucks, he's made just a shade under $87.8 million from the NFL player contracts he signed. And that's an average of just over $29.25 million per year. So how this would work is because you're going to try to lessen the cap obligation in 2023, out of that $30 million, which is a placeholder salary with the voiding dummy years, and you turn into a real year, uh, you're going to drop the base salary down to his league minimum $1.165 million. $28.835 million becomes a signing bonus. You can keep those $30 million salaries in there for 2024 through 2026. And you're going to add a dummy voiding year for 2027 as well. So you can stretch a proration out um, another year. Tack that on at $30 million. So now you're going to be prorating $28.385 million over five years. So the annual proration is going to be $5.767 million 2023 through 2027. So... That means Brady would be playing, under this scenario, Brady would be playing on a 2023 cap number of $17.708 million. That would be uh, composed of a base salary of $1.165 million. You'd have $4 million of 2021 roster bonus proration, $4 million of that pre-existing signing bonus proration from 2021, um, you're going to have $2.776 million of 2022 roster bonus proration. And then the new, the $28.385 million wouldn't be a signing bonus. Um, I need to correct that. It'd be a fully guaranteed roster bonus, and there's a reason for that. Um, that if Brady decided to retire after 2023, 
you don't have any rights of recoupment for a roster bonus. You would for a signing bonus because the way the CBA rules work, that if there's a breach with a roster bonus, it has to occur in the year where that roster bonus is earned for there to be any type of uh, recoupment. And that includes retirement. So after the tw- after 2023, that money is Brady's free and clear. As a signing bonus, um, they'd be able to claw back, uh, if they wanted to, uh, $23.068 million. So it would have to be a fully guaranteed roster bonus, which gets prorated. Now, there's one problem. If you have minimum base salary, all bonus for Brady, and he retires after 2023, then you're going to add 23.068 million of new dead money. And that means you're going to have to contend with 47.396 million of dead money if Brady would retire after 2023. Now, I would assume that that retirement scenario I discussed, where they're able to split it over two years, where they delay retirement till June 2nd at the earliest, they would do in this case, and then the dead money gets split into 16.543 million in 2024 and 30.853 million in 2025. So, um, those are the three options for um, Tom Brady, how they affect the uh, cap, um, particularly with Tampa Bay. Um, I think Brady's going to play football in 2023. And to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to blow up your personal life and then retire the next year. You almost have to play football for at least one more year to justify losing your family and your family life. And who knows? Maybe he decides, I'm done, and he goes and takes his uh, soft landing spot with Fox because he's got a $375 million reported contract over 10 years. To uh, be their lead, to be their lead analyst on NFL games, to be an ambassador for the network when he's done playing football, and he's made over three million dollars playing football, but he had made the value of that contract from his NFL player contracts, and he's never had a contract averaging thirty-seven and a half million per year like the reported value of his broadcasting deal. But that's going to be it for this week's Inside the Cap. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L, and also in regular CBSSports.com, column agents take, also on NFL salary cap and contract matters. We'll see you back here next time, and goodbye.